Hello and welcome to another Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Gelada. And I'm Saffron. And we've got a couple of things to talk about today. The first of which is that you've been uh, recapturing your your love and interest in the, what would you call it, tabletop card game? Is that yeah, like a, T- is that TCG like a, I think is the technical description, trading card game. Trading card game, trading card game. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh like a lot. Yeah, you um, went to the tournaments sort of, and stuff, right? Like you, yeah, you, you all throughout Europe. In Europe and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was a big part of sort of like my my uh, my early to mid twenties was like mm. my main sort of pastime other than video games was was playing mm. Yu-Gi-Oh, mm. and it was really good fun. Like we used to go as like a, a part of a team. There was like a team of ten of us that go to all the different tournaments around Europe, um, and we do pretty well. I mean, we never won a tournament outright, but we uh, we we usually had a good showing, like in the final stages, sort of thing mm. in the day two, sort of like you know ones and outs sort of thing where you know one loss and you're out of the tournament yeah but yeah we we usually did pretty well but i stopped playing a few years ago partially just down to sort of like you know moving on and doing you know everyone's sort of going and doing their own things as you grow up sort of thing Mm. but the other reason as well is that for the most part the game's changed to such an extent that it doesn't doesn't give you that same reward it used to for me right and i'm not going to go into the details too much about that effectively it's mostly just power creep you know right and yeah, you yeah. can say the same from almost any kind of trading card game yes. or any game that's been going for long enough because Yu-Gi-Oh started in the west in 2002 so it's nearly 20 years old mm. you know so it's been going for a long time and you've got to sell cards so i guess that's the sort of excuses that the cards have just become progressively more powerful over the yes. years but i still wanted to enjoy playing the game a lot and as a result i decided to try and get together sort of like some of the old group of friends they used to play with and whoever else wants to do to participate as well of course and we're trying to go through sort of like a kind of a classic master series style right we were inspired by a couple of videos on on youtube of uh, a youtuber doing a similar sort of thing where they would go through old sets old packs of cards like back from like 2002 and they would make decks specifically with those cards only you know, right. and you would then have to abide by the forbidden and limited list of cards you can play one of or cards you can't play any of, etc. of that time period as well. Mm. So you're effectively sort of like recapturing the yeah. the era in which the game was played at that point. Yeah, a little bit like WoW Classic. Kind of, yeah, basically. <laughs> and it, it's just been really fun. Like, it's been really nice to be able to play the game that we used to enjoy. In fairness, we, at the moment, we're still playing the game that before we played it. Like, we didn't get into the game this early on. So mm. it's almost like an, in, a new experience. Like, yeah, we haven't yeah. even played this style of the game beforehand. Right. Like, we were aware of all the cards because they were out when we were playing. But a lot of them weren't playable right. after that point because they'd already been power creeped when we played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So how are you playing it in lockdown? Like, where you're all apart? Like, what's the... Uh, what's the method that's what i'm kind of interested in so there's a few options you can do online you can use like the the, the video games like there's the oh, legacy yeah. of the duelist link evolution the only problem with that one is that you can't play in multiplayer online matches without abiding by the game's ban list right and the ban lists are very different so it's right. impossible to create decks that abide by those rules right yeah yeah um but there are also quite a few sort of like fan-made online options i don't yep. know how legal they are but i'm guessing it's not a problem if i use them as the people who are hosting that's the problem right yeah um, questionable that's questionable sure, gray yeah, areas, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they just have access to like the full library of cards you make your decks and it's just i imagine it's just like a p2p software sort of thing on inside your internet browser uh, okay um, so it's like browser based and you can play together using yeah. that like browser app. yeah you just create like a little little room 
you select the deck you want to play someone kind of joins the room and says you know let's let us duel and then you just go into like a little little, like gaming section within the browser it's very lightweight and very easy which has been really useful um and we've been monitoring and sort of like cataloging what cards people are allowed to use and aren't allowed to Mm. use at certain formats and who's won and all that kind of stuff using uh, google docs and we've just been sharing that between ourselves and yeah yeah it's been a lot of fun like we're only like three formats in but already like we're already seeing some really great variations despite the limited cards available to us at this point like at this point there's only like a few hundred cards available as opposed to the ten thousand cards there are now yeah and we're still already seeing people sort of going in different directions with what kind of cards they want to play and what decks they want to make and it's just been both really nostalgic obviously because let's face it that's a big reason for it but it's also just been a really fun interaction with a game we used to play and and recapturing that enjoyment whilst also reconnecting with some old friends that we haven't talked to for a long time Mm. either very nice yeah it's pretty cool to like breathe a bit of life into it as well where you had sort of got a bit like disenfranchised by it and yeah 100 yeah that's one of the great things isn't it you can like make your own game out of it it's kind of i guess uh it's a form of emergent gameplay which actually is something that we might be talking about in a future Octal FM episode. Mm, yeah, because we we recently uh, had some news from Elite that gave us that idea, didn't we? Mm, yeah. Uh, and w- we often talk about Elite, but in this instance, it's actually quite topical. Mm. Um, and that's with the problem with emerging gameplay of people becoming slavers, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this weird phenomenon going on. And I think you can you can interject if i'm if i'm understanding it wrong but it's Mm -hmm. basically like kind of tricking new players by pretending to help them out initially and like giving them stuff and because they don't really understand all the mechanics of the game you use the fleet carriers to like take them somewhere be like oh there's this really cool mining spot or whatever and it's somewhere that like they can't get away from because you've like given them a guide you've like guided them to like buy a certain ship and fit it out in in a certain way and then you take them somewhere and then they're essentially like the only thing they can do is like work with you because you're the fleet carrier and there's nothing you can't like jump out or do anything and so you kind of like can just get them to do what you want and and you said that they the people that have been doing this have been banned right yeah like the 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 players who have been committing these quote unquote offences um, have been banned from the open and private group play, so they can still play within solo mode. In right. fairness, but they can now no longer interact directly with other players. I don't know if that's permanent or whether that's like a temporary thing. Honestly, mm. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, and there's still a little bit of like controversy surrounding like the legitimacy of what these claims are and stuff like this. So take this with a pinch of salt. And there is some more information online and on YouTube that people have kind of dug deeper into it and stuff like that. But yeah, but you can just like scuttle your ship, right? Like you're not actually stuck yeah, as, you, as you one of these new stuck, players. And I suppose if you find that out, then you sort of solve the problem because you would just yeah. then proceed to respawn back within the bubble. Yeah, like it's like limited there's limited impact um but basically none at that point considering how cheap your ship is going to still be right and you you basically got given it anyway or you like got you know guided towards getting it anyway it's like the problem is of course is that most new players don't know that yes right and they aren't going to get killed by anything unless they kill themselves and they're not going to think to kill themselves and also i guess if you're frontier you don't really want your your, like new players to have Mm. this experience that's kind of negative 
in your game because you're going to then maybe not play it and you know not buy the expansions and so on and so forth because it's gonna, yeah for know. sure i can see the, is- the issue with it i can i can see why it's a negative aspect the frontier might maybe want to address but i also don't think banning them is the right solution because mm. all you're doing is punishing your player groups who are being quite inventive with a mechanic you've given them in the form of right. the fleet carrier yeah the solution I'm- in my opinion would just simply be to incentivize other nice commanders to go and solve the problem for you yeah or maybe might even make a cg out of it like incentivize going to these regions that they are you know known to take them to and search for like you know lost players or something yeah yeah exactly and this was sort of what got us talking about all of this and this kind of idea of like we compared it to eve online right Mm. and if you know anything about about eve you know that like the developers very rarely step in to do anything like in terms of there's a lot of like actual like espionage and things mm, like that between mm. player run corporations and none of it unless you unless they're like exploiting something in the yeah, game it's like, like a, a proper glitch, technical exploit yeah yeah then it's all fair game and actually even technical exploits are sometimes fair game see the like most recent battle where like war, yeah like the game like the server broke and the developers are like eh, we're not going to do anything about it that, that happened you all just had malfunctions on your ship yeah exactly <laughs> you know. so there's sort of like one extreme to the other you know on one end you have like banning people for doing this this thing that is like you don't really want them to do it but also it's like part of kind of part of the game you've given them tools to accomplish that yeah versus not doing anything and so and we think that that's like an interesting discussion and that sort of discussion around emergent gameplay and you know like either intentional in the case of like sandbox games like eve or unintentional in the case of like glitches and you know sort of like finding different ways to play a game based on you know like something that's wrong with it um like uh the the game's creatures with their weird like uh, genetic ai and stuff and you could like there was like unintentional stuff around like sort of like breeding you know super super cre- super norms yeah um and things By like that forcing the game to do things it wasn't designed to ever yeah. do in the first place uh yeah the, the whole situation is an interesting sort of gray area i reckon and mm. i think there is definitely space for more discussion about it and yeah i think there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of different opinions on the matter mm. um and i think that opens up for a really interesting discussion especially yeah. within the relative safety and unimportance of a video game where the <laughs> consequences are basically minor to nil right. yeah so exactly. <laughs> exactly. we're gonna we're gonna make that as into a full episode for emergent gameplay as a whole not just touching on sort of the problematic aspects of emergent gameplay infecting other players mm. but just emergent gameplay in general like making your own Yu-Gi-Oh format or creating your own little mini games within a game and stuff like that you know Um, I instantly think of things like those kind of custom maps people make for like Super Smash Bros yeah right yeah things like the pinball maps and stuff like that you know it's great great ideas that also oftentimes influence real games being made out yeah. of them, you know like things like team fortress and csgo started out as like mods of emergent gameplay from half-life and yeah. made their own full games out of them stuff exactly. like that you know um but yeah so look forward to that uh that sort of full episode coming up at some point in the future we have quite a long backlog at the moment so it won't be would be just yet um but it'll be there eventually uh, but until then i've been gelada and i've been Sephron. And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon.